0: You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network, on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head.
1: You look like a dude who
0: should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's I'm not getting I'm not getting enjoyment out of this.
2: He was a before the bell rings all-star.
1: all right everybody it is thursday night
0: october 19th 2023 coming at you live from the pod cave this is the mindless wrestling podcast part of the Chairshot radio network you can find us on the chairshot.com where we remind you and encourage you to always use your head i'm going to go around the room here tonight like i always do and introduce this cast of characters that we have on the show Starting first from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, the Official Shoot Bear of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, and the Man with the Golden Shovel, Mr. Rob, how are you, bud?
2: I'm doing fine. And I just hold up for the camera here, just fresh out of the mail.
0: What are we wearing here? What do we got on mm-hmm. here? Uh, We're
2: representing he says, Diamond
0: Mine. Or no, diamonds, no, no, I'm sorry, Charlotte I'm diamonds sorry, are Charlotte Flair, diamonds are, diamonds are forever, Charlotte Flair, good for you. 14, uh, hoping for 15 uh, Friday. Hoping, hope, yeah. yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And fresh off some vacation time, some much earned vacation time, from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, Bucky's Tag Team partner, a man destined to go through a shop window, Jason, how you doing, bud? Doing well, how's everybody doing? We are okay. Kind of a rough week this week. Uh, we were talking about yeah. that in the, the pre show huddle here a little bit. Rob had a rough day at work. I had a rough day at work. Um, hard to believe it's only Thursday. And I'd say it's only Thursday because I feel like it should be like deep into Friday as long as this week has been. Mm-hmm. So, so you look rested, Jason. You had a nice getaway.
3: Yes. Me and the missus escaped to Southern California for the weekend and, and my birthday and all that. So we just, um, it was fun. Cause we stayed with our friends, Sarah and Don in their um, place in their new house that they just bought. And we just did all the same stuff we would have done if we were just, if we were just hanging out anywhere. Um, like, yeah, we did certain things. There, there was a, uh, there's a dog park slash bar that I don't think you'll find many places in the country and things like that. But other than that, we were just hanging out. One night we just cooked dinner and we went to the grocery store, You know, rang up a huge bill, came home and grilled a bunch of stuff and made a bunch of food on their deck and had a great time. So yeah. it was exactly the rest and recharge I
0: was looking for.
4: Yeah,
0: you guys had a staycation just, I don't know, 2,400 miles from home. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I am, as always, DJ, the man with the award-winning and holy beard. We have got a bit of a show lined up for you guys this week, but one thing we are not going to do. Last week, uh, we went in hard on Tony Khan, and I had a personal meltdown on this show. And it it went into a rant that I don't... Kind of uncharacteristic for me. You know, I'm known to get up here, and I guess we all have our moments, but I guess just the... WWE fan in me that is exhausted with a lot of the the, the rhetoric that's anti-WWE just finally had enough. And the Tuesday night bum fight from last week, the fallout from that, Tony Khan's Twitter meltdown, and just everything surrounding that got in my head. Uh, not something I enjoy doing, but it, it just was one of those things coupled with my mood at the time. Not going to do that this week. We are going to have some fun. Uh, We are going to get back to what this podcast, what we enjoy doing, talking about the Graps. We are going to do a little bit of a watch-along here tonight. At the end of the show, if you stick around, we're going to do something really fun. We are heading just full speed ahead into Halloween, and we've got a special Halloween Havoc match pulled for this week. Courtesy of uh, the genius Rob, he picked this one out. Jason's another one Jason's never seen before. Looking forward to seeing Jason's reaction to this, not only the match, but the finish I was telling the guys in the pre-show huddle, if it's the match, I think it is. Jason is going to lose his mind with the finish because it's absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking forward to that. Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit of, Rob had some breaking news in the middle of the podcast. Last week, uh, it was announced uh, Ronda Rousey retired not only from active MMA competition, but from the world of professional wrestling. We're going to kick that around a little bit tonight. And uh, if my, my hunch serves me correctly, probably give Ronda her flowers. Uh, I think she's due, and, you know, we'll talk about her WWE career and, you know, what we felt it meant and where we felt it could have gone. Uh, Also, the PWI Women's Top 250 uh, was dropped, what, today, Rob? Yesterday. Yesterday, dropped yesterday, and Rob's got that list pulled up in front of him. We're going to kick that around a little bit. So without further ado, let's, uh, you know, let's talk some Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda officially announcing last week that she was retiring from active MMA and active WWE or pro wrestling in general competition and i think this is an interesting topic for discussion because ronda rousey has been rather polarizing not only in the wrestling industry but her wwe career Uh, a lot of people feeling because of her name value and you know her notoriety that she was you know fast-tracked right to the front of the line i say of course she was and she should have been uh well we can pick that apart a little bit more but also polarizing in in the fact that there were a lot of people that just Really felt like she was never really very good, and you know, stacked her up against you know people who had you know years, if not decades, of time in the business, which I thought was rather unfair. But let's let's start off with Rob since Rob broke the news. Um, what are your thoughts, just basically, on Ronda Rousey's importance to not only WWE's business but the wrestling industry in general?
2: Okay, so I mean, the short answer is. Well I, guess I won't, well, I never give a short answer. I was about, <laughs> about to say,
1: you got a short answer?
2: <laughs> no, I don't. i um, was <laughs> just say um, everything from the past probably eight to ten years, every advancement that's happened in women's wrestling, particularly in WWE, you can reverse engineer to her deciding to do it. Okay? Um, she first showed up at WrestleMania thirty one in twenty fifteen. She had a segment with the rock and Stephanie and Triple H. That's of course that went which of course meant that they were trying to get her on board then. Okay. Um, she finally did come on board three years later, twenty eighteen. And you know, um your WrestleMania first women's WrestleMania main event happened because of her okay and the boys the the building up of the women's division they spent three years building up the women's division so that and so that there would be something worth her trouble when she finally came on okay um and i know that might be a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people all right that i mean the whole women's revolution and all that stuff that was not because it wasn't, they didn't magically become enlightened, you know, 10 years ago and say, oh, we should really do more of women's wrestling. That's not what happened, folks. Okay. Rhonda and Rhonda has been a wrestling fan since she was a kid. And so they, and Rhonda is responsible for women in UFC making any money right now. You know, she was the first one to get any type of big cable buys or anything for her fights in UFC. So, I mean, whatever kind of money women are making in UFC today is better because of her and the Vince McMahon and whoever else in WWE saw how she was drawing money in UFC and that she was a wrestling fan. And they figured, you know, we can, we can make some money off of her here because there's a history of MMA people doing pro wrestling. Ken Shamrock, Dan Severn. You know, Tank Abbott did it for a while. Um, I mean, then you know there are other guys, and there there are people who dabbled in it a little bit, and and then went on for the pro wrestling. Um, and then, of course, then people who went the other way. Bobby actually went to Bellator after his first stint in WWE.
0: Dave Batista did a did a brief yeah. stint in MMA.
2: Yes. Yeah, he had a few fights also. Yes. Um. So, you know, there, there's history of crossover. There are people who, who have gone both ways, um, and. There was money to be made with her doing it. Um, and at that point, like at one point, she was she was the biggest star in UFC. So and the fact that she was a wrestling fan and wanted to try pro wrestling that they saw there was money to be made off from doing it. And so they they set the table so that because I mean, you can't just have her come in there and just beat up a bunch of jabronis for a year. Right. There had to be people for her to fight that was right. with watching her fight in the, in the wrestling ring and so all of this this women's revolution and all of this stuff it is all reverse you can it is all reverse engineered to her okay and look as much as we love some of these women wrestlers this women's you know no they would not have done all of that just for the four horse women okay guys they wouldn't have Hey, I, you know, I've said this on Twitter. Like, we, we would have gotten a better version of what what was going on with like AJ and Nikki Bella and Paige at the time in like 2014. We would have got a better version of that with the Horsewomen. Yeah, they would have got some longer match times. Maybe they would have got some more TV. main. they, they might have got some TV main events. They would have got some more time on pay per view to have matches. And 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 you know and and that's about as far as it would have gone. Okay. They were not going to main event no pay per views. They were damn sure weren't going to main event no WrestleMania, okay. And so that all happened because of Ronda Rousey. They love her, hate her, whatever you think of her. All of this has happened because of her, okay. And you know, and so you need to. She deserves every bit of thanks you can possibly give for that, okay. Um, she brought more attention on to women's wrestling by just by being there in WWE, particularly in, the, for, in her first run there. Um, there's an all we got an all women's pay per view. Why? Because they had Ronda Rousey to put in the main event against Nikki Bella. Okay, they there would have been no Evolution pay per view with Becky versus Charlotte in the main event. That was not going to happen. Okay. It's worth noting
3: that it hasn't happened since.
4: Right, <clears throat> you beat me to it,
2: Jason. Oh well, that do and um and and I can all end... so all of this stuff that has happened it, in the last ten years in WWE, particular women's wrestling, you can yes, you can attribute in some form or fashion to them getting Ronda Rousey to come wrestle for them. Right. right. and so and that's and that's and you can you can dispute it all you want and you're wrong if you do
0: well one thing i want to make clear and i because i don't want anybody to misunderstand what you're saying this is not meant to trivialize the efforts of sasha bailey charlotte um becky you know eventually bianca but because those girls have really you know they were given the opportunity and this is what i always say about when you bring in these big names or these celebrities or things like that. It's that you bring them in so that the eyes watch the product. It's the job of the other talent to elevate themselves so that people stay on board. And a lot of the women in WWE who directly interacted with Ronda did that. You know, they they all were amazing to begin with, but then they took that stage That notoriety of hey, I'm working with Ronda Rousey, and they elevated themselves to the next level, and now women's wrestling is where it deserves to be because of the effort of the women that are still doing it, the women that are doing it full time, and the women that continue to do it, and the ones that will come after them. You know, so I don't want anything that Rob's saying to be misunderstood as the only reason they're doing it, and that the only reason any of these girls are, are are notable is because of Ronda Rousey. She's a big factor. But they then did what they're supposed to do. They took that ball. They ran with it. And now in WWE, women's wrestling is much more undeniable than it was prior to Ronda Rousey.
3: I absolutely believe that Ronda Rousey was an accelerant to any plans that they had for a long-term women's division. Because Ronda Rousey chews through the Divas division in a summer. Yeah. Like... Like, you don't get any fun out of that. Like, you know, whatever. Um, and obviously, they had these, the Four horse women and others and people in NXT. I find it kind of hard to believe they were, you know, some of them were, I mean, obviously Becky and, you know, some were career wrestlers. Um, I think this this women's revolution was always the plan because it's also great PR. Um, but... No question. They were like, okay, if we're going to get Rhonda on board, we got to start now. Wow. So I think, yeah, and just to bow tie a uh, tie bow with that uh, and my thoughts on Rhonda, um, I, I will just say for her run, I had a great time. Her first run was incredible. Uh, I enjoyed her match style, I enjoyed all of it. Um, some bumps in the road, certainly on her second run here. Um, and certainly anytime she tried to play heel, uh, along the, along both ways, that was got grading fast. Uh, but overall, yeah, she was a great time. Um, and you know, as Rob highlighted, you know, I don't believe as firmly that she's like the, and I don't think Rob does either, that she's the root cause, but like I said, a massive accelerant. Yeah. Cause she said, also just cause they probably looked over there, saw the women's division, you know, of UFC growing you know, and they're like, okay, well, even back then, they were like, we're kind of cousins. So, you know, if they as they go, we go.
1: Right.
2: <clears throat> I guess I'm. Well, I'm so. I guess I'm so adamant about it, uh, just because like, there was like in the early 2000s or like mid 2000s, they did have a good women's division with Trish and Mickey and all of them, and Victoria and all of them. But they had a good women's division.
1: Oh, absolutely
2: and then they immediately and then by the time the 2010s rolled around they of their own doing shoved it back into the stone age right so i just do not you know i i I, just
3: think the 21st i think the sensibilities of today finally catch up with them um whether and whether we have main evented i don't think we've main evented wrestlemania maybe a pay-per-view or two um but without, yeah, no, Ronda was an absolute accelerant.
2: Um, just she made it happen, guys. Sorry. And yeah, and it just, um, and so from, and look, I like I enjoyed watching when 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 they when they had her in the right lane. Um, look to me, she was as much fun to watch as anybody. Um. And now, and now we've been through this before. Like you know, what worked for her was for her to walk out there, the music place. she walked out there, and she beats up the bad guys. Yep. That's what, that that is that is the thing that always worked for her. That
3: is why that is why I bought the ticket. Yes. I'm. That's what I'm here to. say. like, literally every time I went to see Ronda Rousey, I was like, "Yep, can't wait to see what she, who she kicks the shit out of."
2: And exactly. you know when they when they got away from that, um, that's where things kind of that's where things went sideways. Um, and you know, and then like, I mean, I look, like, I've gotten mad at people on the internet for a bunch of times because of that. Because a lot of people on Twitter just demanding need to turn her heel, and it's like you're the you people are the only one. Well, y'all don't even want to see it because y'all as soon as they did it, y'all crapped on it, so y'all didn't want to see it either. yeah Yeah. i mean i mean nobody really wanted to see that and she just her both of her runs even
0: now i will argue that her first run was much better than her second run oh yeah yeah, um yeah. yeah and that's not even like the ring work itself that's just the booking you know i think what she wanted out of it on her second run was a little unrealistic Um, her first run, they did everything right. She should be dominant. She should be at the top of the card. She should be a woman's, you know, world champion. All of these things, given when when you look at Ronda Rousey, who she is, what she stands for, those things should happen. Her second run, they tried to present her as just one of the girls. And you just, you can't do that. Not with her. And, I mean, if that's what she wanted, you know, that's, you know, Shame on her for not having the foresight. Imagine,
3: and Imagine suddenly this next time Brock comes back and he's just in like black trunks, dicking around in the locker, not even dicking around in like a fun way. Like, all right, Ray, I'll see you out there. You have a great match, buddy. And then like he goes out and just has a 50-50 match with somebody. And then we go home and there's no payoff. You're waiting every single week for a payoff, like, oh, this is the week Brock goes crazy. And there's no payoff. Just 50 50, you know, not certain. And there are, you know, moments of monstrosity and moments where you're the killer again. And then you're just, and he's just one of the dudes. No cowboy Brock, no beast, just one of the dudes.
0: Tell yeah. me how quick you get sick of that. Very quickly. I think for on the second run, the biggest for me, and I know this will probably trigger Rob. The highlight for me was Ronda Rousey doing business with Liv Morgan. Um, I think that whole feud elevated Liv. Now do I think Liv is on the same level as Charlotte Becky and and, and company absolutely not, but it definitely elevated Liv from just another mid-card girl to a upper upper level mid-card girl who can occasionally float in and you know pull a big match out of her if she needs to and you can directly thank Ronda for that. Like, I really thought Ronda's work in that feud was incredible. Because on paper, Ronda Rousey should beat the brakes off of Liv Morgan. Like, she should absolutely beat the brakes off of her. And, you know, probably some people will fe- will believe that maybe that's where the uh, things started to fall apart with her, is when, you know, Liv Morgan's out here having a 50-50 match with her and gets over on her two out of three times. Okay, what are we doing? There may be people that ask that. And, and that's a solid argument that I'll listen to. But when I just strip away all of that and look at what's presented on my TV, the feud with her and Liv Morgan was really good. <laughs> and there he is! There he is! Oh my god!
3: Oh, Rob! Oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Rob watches. Rob watches wrestling for serious fighting between men. He doesn't have time for women's wrestling. That's right. And certainly no, certainly no, like you know downtrodden baby face oh shucks beating the the mean old heel no no we don't have time for that we just need to have two dudes in black trunks
0: with graps
2: for 20 minutes right
0: hashtag Rob hates women's wrestling
2: (laughs) listen okay (laughs) Okay, I I, I will agree that actually Liv Morgan did benefit from that yes but why if you are the wrestling booker why would you give a shit about that if you have Ronda Rousey Something different.
3: Hey, you know why? Because now you don't have Ronda Rousey. You still have Liv Morgan. And when she's on my TV, I think of her in a different way. Okay. I'm like, I (laughs) I just look at her. I'm just like, Liv Morgan's one of those people who could just any time we could break out and she could be in a certainly a championship picture. uh,
2: Um,
0: But, you know.
2: I mean, after that feud was over, she went back to getting beat down by. Raquel no, Rodney
0: that segue. I loved hardcore live Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Extreme, no. extreme, extreme live Morgan, Liv Morgan was fun.
3: Yeah, uh, X, we got the thumbs down from Rob. X with an extra, like extreme
0: with the letter <laughs> X. <laughs> X live Morgan was awesome. Oh gosh, Rob hates fun too. If you guys are new here, yeah. Rob hates fun. <laughs> Black
3: trunks and no. you know chain wrestling.
2: And again, again, I, look, in an empty look, arena. And I, was, and I and I again I do not hate Liv Morgan, everybody. Okay. It's just you would I'm not sacrifice say for, for
3: someone who doesn't hate Liv
0: Morgan, you've had to say I don't hate Liv Morgan
3: an awful
4: lot. <laughs> well, I don't, but,
0: <laughs> but, but, I, <laughs> he's defending himself an awful lot on this stance for a stance that he doesn't actually
1: have.
2: <laughs> right. Would you, would you sacrifice Brock Lesnar to have a to have good matches with to have competitive matches with R Truth? Would you do that? I think I'd be That's not that's, that's,
3: that's a false uh, that's a okay. false equivalency, and you know it. Okay, I'm sorry. That's would a you, false would equivalency, you... and you know it from from point on the roster to okay. You, you don't even you don't have that many people in the women's division, like even at that, especially at that time, like as compared to the men. Like okay, of guys, you supposed- can just pick out and say, "Okay, we need to elevate one or two of you
2: guys." Okay, so Brock Lesnar wrestled Finn Balor at one of the Royal Rumble cards. That match went eight minutes, and Brock tapped him out with a Kimura lock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Finn, and Finn Balor got Finn Balor, Universal Champion Finn Balor, went eight yeah. minutes and got tapped out by Brock Lesnar, and yeah, okay. he got okay. licks in. He got a few licks in, but you know, you, you wouldn't. They didn't have Finn Balor take Brock Lesnar all the way to the limit. Now, did they?
3: I yeah. believe it because of the way they presented Finn Balor. That's another one. that's like I don't know. I i don't know if I'd even. Yeah. Uh, I've been too example, long on like, Liv
0: Morgan here. I like yeah. Liv, but let's get back to Ronda. Yeah, exactly. right. you're right, exactly. <laughs> you're right, pal.
4: Ronda, you're right. So anyway, happy, but
3: no, in all seriousness, happy retirement, Ronda, because like she did everything she was supposed to do, and it, it got a little goofy there at the end. Eh, whatever. Um, but, hey, man, as long as she was in there with a competent to, you know, quarterback-worthy dance partner, she was fun.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: I have to wonder. I feel like her last run in WWE got cut short. Like, like I, I really feel like we knew the feud with Shayna was coming. But all of a sudden, out of the blue, it just happened. And it happened yeah. on, like, a random, like, Premium Live event. What did they have their match? Was it SummerSlam? It was SummerSlam. Yeah. It was SummerSlam, which shouldn't, you know, isn't like a a small event. It's one of the big four, but still, it just kind of happened, and it was just kind of there. And I, you know, there was reports that she wasn't happy with, you know, the way things were going and the direction she took. You got to wonder where, if, if taking all of that with an extremely full pile of salt, not even a grain, but like a full pile of salt. Um, if that was the case, if she just wasn't happy with the direct trajectory, with the way things were going, what, and I go back to what I said a few minutes ago, like, what, did, what did she expect? Like WWE has a business model. They have a plan for its talent. And obviously Ronda Rousey factors in a bit differently to them than just one of the girls. And it's like we said about Daniel Bryan. Uh, I think Rob made the point last week. AEW, Brian Danielson now, uh, is indulging him and letting him do pretty much whatever he wants when they should have put the world championship on him. And I guess depending on what your, your tastes are, it's just not working. Like, yeah, he's going out here and he's having incredible matches, and he's probably having a shitload of fun. Like, he probably genuinely is having the time of his life, but is it doing that company any good? And I, I think the answer to that might be polarizing. And I look at Ronda Rousey very much the same way. Ronda has a value to WWE, and if I'm looking at from a corporate standpoint, that value isn't. I'm just one of the girls, you know. I'm just out here having regular matches with the girls, you know. To me, that's that's not good business sense.
2: Yeah, and, and I get look that. That's my point of all. My point is not to dump on Morgan. Okay, right. It's not, but it's just. You could you could swap anyone else in there. You could have because remember she she had after that she had a few with Shotzi and that did not go very well. Um, so I mean you could swap any look you could swap Tegan Knox or Nikki Cross or any of the you know those level women in and you know look I would I would have cracked on it all the same okay because
4: yeah
2: it's just and, and you know and. It's just to me, you can't because look, Ronda's not Bad Bunny. She's not Logan Paul, okay? Where yes, you can have a Logan Paul Russell Ricochet on a pay per view and go, you know, fifty fifty. That's fine, right? You can you can have you know, um, but you know, and, and the part of it is because the second run they they had a wrestle they had her on TV too much, also. Yes. Um, she shouldn't. She was there like every week. She should not have been there every week. Um, being out there every week and. Having promo segments where, because again, and this is where I'm going to get on you people again. A woman has a speech impediment, and y'all were out here shitting on her promos every week.
0: Oh yeah, right. absolutely disgusting.
2: Yeah, um, and and she mentioned and she mentioned that during her first run, she talked about it. Okay. Yeah. So man, now maybe you know you you know regular fans or whatever forgotten that's fine, but these. You know podcaster folks and these wrestling media folks, y'all knew better,
0: yeah, those of us that are deep in the bubble knew right.
2: better. and those of y'all who reported on it previously knew better, okay? If you wrote about it the first time, you shouldn't be shitting <clears throat> it for now, the second time, okay? right? And a lot of these folks were doing that. and and look, I mean, look for her to go out there and, you know, and no, no, her, her promo good. No, they weren't. Okay, but there's a reason for that. And the other thing is that when they did keep her in the proper lane, nobody cared. Yeah. yeah. If when she came out there and beat, when she came out there and she beat the dog shit out of Alexa Bliss, nobody gave a damn how well she could talk on the mic. When she came out nope. there and she when she beat up Stephanie, man, nobody gave a damn how well she could talk on the mic.
4: They didn't nobody, hire
2: her to talk. Nobody cared okay Show, show me what moves you learned
3: this week hit piper's pit and we are out of here
2: yep and, you know so when they and you know because like when we look, look at brock now with you know cowboy brock and all that it took them you know, it took years for him to get comfortable enough to do that kind of thing like if they had, if, i don't think he would have been doing that in 2012. Okay. Oh, I
4: don't
2: God, think, no. I don't think, I don't think it would have gone very well if you tried that in 2012.
0: No, no, definitely not.
2: Okay. So, it, I mean, and look, so maybe, look, if she had a long tenure and maybe four or five years in, maybe she would have been more comfortable and maybe it would have been better. Okay. When she's talking on the mic. But, you know, but that didn't happen. And, you know, she deserved some grace from, again, those of you all who cover this stuff. And who, who, okay, and who should know, who should know better. She deserves some grace from y'all, okay? I understand, again, the people who just watch the TV show and don't get into all the backstory and everything. I understand if some of them heard her talking was like, oh, this stinks. But those of y'all who knew about it, you know, she deserved better from y'all, okay? Right. What you gave her.
3: The only, the only thing I'll say about it is, I mean, right, wrong, indifferent, upside down. She didn't need to talk as much as she did. No. Like, I, I tell you what. She just didn't need to. Like,
0: whether she – if she was mediocre to terrible at it, like, But having the courage to go out and try and do oh. it, knowing that you might stink at it, or knowing that there's going to be people out there that are going to blast it apart, you know, either in their podcasts or on their, you know, app formerly known as Twitter accounts or even on, God forbid – facebook which is an absolute cesspool for wrestling fans
4: yeah.
0: um yeah. i applaud her for having the courage to go out and do it it's not easy i've been oh, in the ring fun. i've had to talk on the mic it's uncomfortable as fuck okay it's,
4: exciting, it's, uh, it's uncomfortable
0: for cool. those of us that can talk well
3: you know because yeah, no, i would
0: shit my pants doing that like well, the very first time, time, time i didn't damn near shit my pants you know so for her to go out there and do that you know kudos to her uh, I want to go real quick around the room with you guys, um, and then, you know, we'll close this segment out. Um, Jason, we'll start with you. Do you think we see her in a WWE ring again? Like, is she uh, done done, or do you think they get, get her back for another payday or two?
3: I think maybe down the road she does one more match uh, okay. kind of deal. Even even if it is as big as a WrestleMania match, I think she's probably going to get, you know, she'll get the a one more time,
2: man. Yeah. Rob, what uh, do you think? So, yeah. I think maybe um, it's, it's you know you, look you never say never in pro wrestling right. So, right. so she, there's as much a chance of her coming back as there anybody else who we thought was gone. Um, I will say that if she does not, she should be she should get she's going to Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah, no doubt at all. Um, I I hope she comes back and does at least one more um you know go home be a mom she doesn't need it she doesn't damn sure doesn't need the money right. um she's got honey irons on the fire ronda rousey could find anything in the world to do but being someone who was a fan of her found her very you know entertaining um i i hope to see it again but if we don't definitely hall of fame in the next you know right. five years or so
3: and the to the people who are you know crying and you know throwing up at the thought of you know ronda rousey in the wwe hall of fame i'll tell you the other two women who were involved in that historic main event are absolutely going in so ronda can squeak in on that qualification alone
0: absolutely
3: and and that you can just console yourself with that like that's how she got in don't worry
0: yeah all right let's move on here let's talk uh, some more women's wrestling uh rob has the pwi women's top 250 up here we're going to kick that around a little bit. I don't think we have to go too deep into the woods, but uh, Rob, I'll let you take over from here.
2: All right, well, because you know, I do hate women's wrestling and all, so...
0: Yes, I, I but Rob, be. who hates women's wrestling is I the one who actually has the women's PWI top 250 in front of him.
2: they put 250 of them in the same magazine. Rob, they
0: found 250 women.
2: How did they, how did they find 250 women that could even wrestle? <laughs> 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 that'd be, that'd be, okay. Oh. so who all right rip the band-aid off rob who's number one? Oh, number one is rhea ripley and oh now to um to just the grading period so to speak was from
5: right.
2: september of last year september 16th of 2022 to september 30th of this year that is the grading right. period okay okay all right and that's important
3: and important to note again this is written from a kayfabe perspective
2: Yes, so yes. This, is written, yeah.
3: this is written as if wrestling, which it is, is a serious sport and that they are ranking these athletes based on their accomplishments and like their various federate like levels of federation they work for.
2: Right. So remember, so the so number one is not, I forgot what Rhea Ripley's real name is, but that person, that woman is not number one. Rhea Ripley is number one. Okay? What like, you're presented
1: with on
0: your TV is number one. And if you're sitting here debating that, you fundamentally do not understand what you're watching. Yes.
3: Right. There's no secret code. There's no nothing. This
0: Don't is- pull oh, some my God, random guys. girl from it's- Winnipeg no. who you saw no. at an indie show and you thought she was awesome. Don't pull that out of your ass. It's absolutely Real sure. Ripley this year.
3: No, it's actually like it's almost like you're pretending that wrestling is a what? Television show? Yeah. right Crazy.
2: yeah so Crazy, she, yeah. yeah, she's number one uh number two and I' tell
3: you yeah, she's number one on the television shows
2: yes, so yeah, i mean there, there's no, no argument the only, i mean honestly um you could and also this is also remember, this is also a magazine selling thing, so and in two thousand twenty three if you're going to put a woman on your wrestling magazine to sell magazines, that's who you're putting on there. Absolutely. Okay, and you know it varies from year to year. It differs from year to year. But in 2023, you're get you know, if you're selling mag, if you want to sell magazines with a woman wrestler on the cover. That is who you're putting on the cover. So, and in kayfabe, look, she. I mean, she did. You know, she checked all the boxes to be number one. It's not like you know yeah. she won pretty much every match she was in, except maybe. Yeah, you know, and um, she won the women's title of WrestleMania. She's been champion for for this for the marking grading period she was champion for four months um she won the royal rumble so yeah i mean it's you know i mean she did everything you're supposed to do to be number one over those 12 months so
0: let's again just take the presentation at face value save for maybe roman reigns is at least and let's just stick primarily to wwe but then we'll branch out from there is there anyone else on WWE television who understands their character more than Rhea Ripley? Aside from Roman Reigns. She because for me, hands down she is the most intriguing and developed and fleshed out character on WWE programming. Like she the she comes on TV and I am locked to it and it's not just because I think she's smoking hot. There is an aura. There is a presence about her and and her little nuances in the ring, her facial expressions, when she sells, when she's the aggressor, all the little things that she does, she absolutely understands every single cog in the machine that is Rhea Ripley. And I dig the crap out of that. And and I'm hard-pressed to find anybody on WWE programming. And I would argue to say elsewhere on at least – American wrestling programming that is fleshed out and is as nuanced as
1: Rhea Ripley in presentation.
2: Yeah, honestly, I mean, from a, just from a creative standpoint, um, like you said, they like they've nailed her character better this year than any other woman on that roster. And you know, they, they've, I mean, you know, it's been kind of a struggle with the as far as how they've been presenting like most of the rest of the roster um you know uh so but she's the one that they've absolutely nailed uh, just a lot of presentation and all of that stuff and of course she and look she's doing her part it's not like they're not just it's not just what they're writing for her to do right
0: yeah because uh, if she weren't any good at it man this would be dead in the water yeah so it almost was if you think about when she first came up and she first won what was it the raw Women's Championship. That first six months for her
2: was rough, and I'm not gonna let y'all forget that because you people, I was not because I was not talking bad about her, okay. But some of you people out there, okay, some of you people were like, "Oh, they gave her the belt too soon. Oh, she's having she's struggling in matches with Oscar. How could you do that? Oh no." Yeah, a whole lot of you people were
5: saying that. And and, and let me let me,
0: let me me piggyback on what Rob just said, because of some of the argument that people are making right now is that she doesn't wrestle often enough. She doesn't defend her championship enough. But that first run, when she was champ, she was wrestling every week. She was defending every week. She was active as a champion, and she was 100% less effective.
3: I, I remember thinking at the time, like, what happened? But like, all sudden, me too. All of a sudden. Wait, we were a triumvirate by then,
0: right?
1: We were. Uh, oh yeah,
0: yeah, we were.
3: We,
1: yeah, so we were, we're talking, coming up on Oh uh, Wow, well. uh, <laughs>
4: we're uh, so coming anyway. up on
0: three years since you joined us. Yeah.
3: So, so there you go. I remember we we probably we probably talked about like what happened.
4: Like, yeah, we did. We, we had, had that discussion because only,
3: she just put the train back on the track, and bam. No, we, we got, no, I think no, it, was that around the time Edge picked her up?
2: I was lucky. Well what guys no we know what actually, no, we know what actually happened. See she got buried at WrestleMania thirty-six and she wasn't the same after that. Oh
0: uh, yeah, the the Charlotte effect. You know, she got sounds... she got
2: buried and she got debiled and she wasn't the same after that.
0: Let's don't linger on Rhea too long because there's more women on this real yes. list. Let's okay. go down let's go down and talk a little bit more about the list,
2: Rob. Okay, so um uh, number two is Julia, she is from Stardom. I have I have I have no commentary. I don't know anything much about her. There's a
0: lot of women in the top ten. I don't know a lot about.
2: So I can't. You know, I can't. I can't dispute it, and I can't support it either. Just you know, uh, but fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bianca's number three. Um, you can make a case for Bianca being number, number one because she was she was she was champion longer during the grading period than Rhea Ripley was. Um, but um, basically, but two thousand, but Rhea is obviously. 2023. So, um, and you know, it did, um, I don't know, it did, things did kind of lose some steam there towards the end with Bianca's title reign, you could say. Um, but I think number three is right for her. Uh, I think number
1: three
2: is, uh, let me all right. So, uh, Jamie Hayter is number four. She was AEW women's champion for a while. I personally think. Nothing against her, but I think that's that's a little high. Um, um, five Tam Nakano, another stardom lady. Got, I can't help you there. Number six, this is one I like. Number six, is Athena. And yes, she's been doing the best. Very work. happy
0: to see Athena in the top ten.
2: Yes, um, she's been Ring of Honor Women's Champion for a while, and even though yeah, you know, I don't get Ring of Honor television because it's on Honor Club or whatever, but the clips on YouTube of some of her matches. There are clips on YouTube of some of the like the character work she's been doing. This is the best stuff she's ever done, um, and it is just great to see her rewarded uh, with this position. In my opinion,
0: she's really one of those ones who, and we don't often talk about this because it doesn't always happen. She's one of those ones who benefited by getting out of WWE. Like she was, a, I, I, we don't often like to run around with the creatively stifled rhetoric because we just don't do that here. But she's been allowed to blossom into something, at least from what little I've seen. I don't watch a lot of AEW. I watch what I catch online here and there and what I've seen of her stuff. She is finally what I knew because I was always a uh, an Ember Moon fan. Like, I had high hopes for Ember Moon as a character, as a wrestler. And to see her finally blossoming into the, the pro wrestler slash sports entertainer that she – I knew she could be, that I knew was in there. It is a credit to her and a credit to AED, the AEW, you know, process. Some people are okay having a bit more creative freedom, and it looks like she's one of
3: them. And yeah, I've enjoyed everything I've seen from Ember uh, in AEW and, well, by Central Ring of Honor. Um, but, yeah, she's she's – it's good for her man i i think it was just a little too crowded for the maybe the runway she needed to grow um and that's what happened here there at WWE but yeah awesome. good to see her like you know rising in the ranks
2: and uh seven Deanna Perrazzo, she was an impact you know, knockout champion for a bit uh All right,
0: that's a fair most,
2: that's fair yeah. most of the year most of the year right um, well, Mickey was for a while. Then Mickey got hurt. Then I think she she took over for Mickey. Uh, yeah.
4: Uh-huh.
2: And uh, Jordan Grace number ten, and uh, she Jordan Grace was champion and lost to Mickey in like January or February. Uh, and then now, uh, as far as after that, say um, Oscar's number eleven, and Jade Cargill is number fourteen. So, that'll be, and of course, that is the last represent, you know, last and she's in there as a representative of AEW, you yeah, know, so yeah. whatever she lands next year will be as a result of whatever she does in World Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> um, oh, Roxanne is 15. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, uh, our 14-time women's champion is number 21. <laughs> Uh, this, she, she
0: spent a great deal of time off of tv though
2: oh well because she was gone from she well she was gone the first from september to the end of december and then she was gone for two months this year so she was gone a lot i mean that's
0: the same thing people are saying because you know the the artist formerly known as sasha banks where where did uh mercedes rank was uh well she, she, didn't, anywhere?
2: Uh, she didn't make the list because she had to wrestle at least 10 matches
0: right and she you know left wwe didn't wrestle for several months and then I'm trying to remember when she debuted she had about in four New or five
2: Japan. And then but she, she injured her ankle, so she didn't, right. she didn't wrestle enough matches to make the list. You had to wrestle ten matches to make the list. So Okay. Um so uh Trinity number twenty three. That's nice. And I expect her next year probably to be higher. Um, she'll be yeah. in the
0: top twenty, if not closer to I right. would say she probably, depending on what her this year does, if she doesn't get injured, if she's not in the top fifteen, I'd be shocked.
2: Yeah, she was well, yeah. And um and um Sky twenty-four, Tiffany Stratton twenty-five. Uh my favorite person is twenty-nine. <laughs> Who's your favorite t- person, Rob? The orange here. The, the man. <laughs> 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 but I will say, I will take this time to get a shot in. <laughs> it brings me great joy that Ronda Rousey was ranked higher
0: oh as much as he gives well, Liberty, i think day. he genuinely hates that orange-haired lady <laughs>
3: Wait, her nxt does her nxt championship cut in get it get under the uh the cutoff oh,
2: what, or did when, she what win happened? that in october uh oh well, actually uh, yeah they mentioned it here so yes um
1: okay yeah she won that in september she's had that coming up on six weeks now
2: Okay. Something like that. Yeah.
0: Somebody maybe closer to two months. I'm trying to remember when she wanted. It may have been before yeah. I went on vacation, oh, right. and that was back in September.
2: You are correct. Oh. Yeah. No. Other than that, um, after that, it gets. You know, We start really getting down to the weeds here. Um,
1: yeah.
2: So there's no. Uh. Yeah. There's no need. I mean, looking to look and see if there's anybody else that might be of anybody's interest here.
0: There's a couple right. local indie girls that I that I know and follow that made the list. Uh, this one girl, Dream Girl Ellie, who's done work with AEW. She's done. Uh, she was on NXT a couple times. and She's actually currently on that show, the Ohio Valley Wrestling that Al Snow's doing on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, Dream Girl Ellie. She's on there. She was ranked 129th. Uh, she's a local girl. She's from the area here. Glad to see her in the top 50 percent, or you know, close to the top 50 percent. I thought that was pretty awesome.
2: And uh uh to Indy Indy Hardwell was forty-six. Um, our buddy Jace's girl, Billy Starks, is fifty-six.
0: Artist formerly known as uh Parati. What the hell was
2: it? Oh, oh um, you know Stephanie Steph DeLander,
0: <laughs> yeah, she was number sixty-nine. Yeah. Which if you follow her on Twitter it makes perfect sense because she is dirty, man. <laughs>
3: Yeah. That's absolutely actually, hilarious. I'm going to have to look
0: at her Twitter. She probably had a field day with that. She did. She's like, okay. if I'm not either 69 or or 420 on the men's list, I don't want to hear
1: about it. <laughs> that's
2: true. It was actually really funny. So, the yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, there's some more, There there's some other WWE women kind of sprinkled throughout, but yeah, that's the gist of it as far as, you know, um, the list here. So, I mean, I didn't see anything. Again, I thought, um, well, yeah, um, I mean, to me, there's nothing really egregious. There was nothing, you know, like, well, why, why did they do that? You
0: know, no, there had to be an AEW woman in the top 10 somewhere. Um, they put the one in there that worked. Um, I'm glad in the top 10, just because I don't want to hear about the belly aching. because I already saw some of it, that the top 10 was not loaded with WWE women. That they were fair they threw some stardom girls in there um you know a couple aew ring of honor by extension uh i was glad to see the list kind of kind of staggered that was pretty cool
2: yeah and then to be honest i mean in terms of just like kayfabe accomplishments i mean there weren't there weren't like it you know you didn't have like five or six WWE girls to put in there anyway um yeah because one one year they had like all the horsewomen in the oscar were like the top five okay <laughs> one year. Oh god Okay. Even I'll admit that's a little egregious. (laughs) Okay, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. And that's some top level e-drone shit right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I forgot what year it was, but that was one of the years it was dead. And so... Oh,
0: I'm sure they had a field day that day on the Bird app.
2: Oh, yeah. But... (laughs) but All in all, I think this is a field year. Um, And, you know, so we'll we'll see what happens next year. Um, You know, there's some people, again, looking to see how far Trinity moves up next year. We'll see if, um, you know, Mercedes Monet will, she'll probably be back on the list in some form or fashion. We'll see where she lands.
4: Yeah. All right. Let's
0: kick around one more quick thing before we get into the main event of the evening, which is our watch along. Uh, let's talk. and, And we may have kicked this around a little bit last week. I don't remember. Uh, Billy Corgan, NWA announcing that they have officially signed. What for them is a pretty big TV deal. They've yeah. signed an official deal with uh CW, which is which is big. You know, this is formerly, you know, a, a, a promotion that was exclusively on YouTube. And, you know, now they've signed a TV deal. I think that's huge for them. Um I I like what Billy's doing with their the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. He's giving it the old um territories feel, and my, my understanding of that is is that His world champion, whether it's EC3 or whether or not he finds a real talent and puts that belt on him, um, will probably have them traveling and defending it at different indie shows, which I think would actually be pretty cool. And if that's what he ends up doing, I like that idea. Um, But I think, you know, what's going to be interesting to see is how well NWA does on TV and whether or not they'll stick with the studio format that made the original power shows so much fun. Like the the nostalgia feel to it, I enjoyed it. You know, before Tyrus when they still had Nick Aldous and LA Knight, and they I think Thunder Rosa was still over there, and, and they had some talent that I didn't mind watching, um, it was fun. Like I really was on you know, on board with NWA power. I, I think the, the TV deal is gonna be interesting to watch.
2: Uh me too, because I, I think I'm interested in how they're what type of I mean, how, how they're going to deal with handle the roster because um, you need to get you need to get some younger people you need to get some TV ready people. Um, look, I mean, yes, guys like me and you, DJ, yes, we love to see Ricky Morton out there. You know, yes, but you can, you can't do that if you're going to you cannot
0: in, sell a national TV show. No yeah. offense to Ricky Morton.
2: Yeah, and I that, popped for it. Yeah, but. <laughs> you, you can't. Yeah, I'm sorry, and you can't. You, you. So in our group chat, I suggested. Look, I mean, obviously, he doesn't have so much money to throw at people, but get somebody like Ali or Dolph Ziggler when they're available and plug them in. And, yeah. You know, two guys who can work. Two guys have been on TV. Two good-looking guys you can put on national television. Two guys who can talk, you know, um, one of them would be perfect to just plug in and be, you know, the guy to build things around to start with. And then we also mentioned, you know, Matt Cardona, because as your he'd be a good choice as your traveling champion, because he's already doing that kind of thing anyway. And that's somebody who was, you know, somebody who made the most out of their post WWE career. That guy is at the top of the list.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's been on a run that rivals Cody's. Yeah. Yeah. Indie run like
2: legit, Matt Cordona's had one hell of an indie run, yeah. So, I mean, get somebody like one of those guys to build around. And again, and look, they're in a the, they're their, their, their NXT cast offs, those are good, young, good looking kids. Grab some of them, you don't have to, you probably don't have to pay them a whole lot if they, if they still want to keep going in the business, you know, grab some of them. And of course, there will be more later down the line because just the way yeah. they're nxt is working you know um and just do that because look i mean the cw in the past has always been kind of the diverse young people's tv channel so that's kind of what you want to do right um
0: and and it's a bit mature if you watch some of those cw shows the themes can get a little mature there's a little room to play there
1: if you want to do that on your wrestling show
5: yeah
2: so a good spot for them. Yeah, it is I, a good
1: spot for them to land. Is. I don't know what kind
0: of market they reach. I don't know what the the potential viewing audience is, but for a, like I said, a show that was previously on YouTube, um, that that's a hell of a that's a hell of a big move.
2: Uh, it is, and like I said, so here's the hoping that again, just that they make the necessary roster moves to make it palatable to a TV audience, yeah. and. And you know, good luck. I mean, because look, more again, like we've been saying, the more successful promotions there are, the better it is for all the wrestlers.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, let's before we move into the main event here, let's let's do a couple quick things here. A couple quick commercials. Uh, again, you have been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com along with all sorts of podcasts, doing everything from sports entertainment to sports entertainment, podcast galore. Go check it out. That is thechairshot.com. And I just tripped all over myself. Also, want to invite you to go over to prowrestlingteas.com forward slash thechairshot. From there, you can peruse, you can browse, you can look at. The T-shirts from all your favorite podcasts from the ChairShot Radio Network, including this very podcast, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. You can check out our T-shirt there. Pick one up. We will thank you. Your body will thank you if you pick one up in soft style. That is the prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the ChairShot. That was a horrible commercial. I I hate doing those live because I know I'm going to stumble all over them. Now it is time for our main event. We have got a watch along. This is from something that Rob himself picked out. As we inch closer to Halloween, the next couple weeks, we're going to try and find some Halloween-themed matches. And Rob has one specifically picked out this week. I'm going to let Rob take back over
2: and tell us what we're getting into here. All right. So this is the Chamber of Horrors match. This is from WCW, um, and as you all who listen to the show know, we we have we've dipped into this WCW stuff a good bit for these watch it longs. Uh, because there's just some absolutely fabulously awful stuff there to watch. <laughs> um, and and I mean that in a good way. I mean, it, it's it's highly entertaining stuff. It's, it's fun, you know. But, so we're going to the Chamber of Horrors match. So this happened in 1991 at Halloween Havoc. And uh, it's, I believe, an eight-man. I don't know if it's tagged. I don't know if they were actually tagging in and out. But there were, there were four guys on the team. And it was inside the same cage that they used that the first Halloween Havoc um, main event. And so we're not going to tell Jason the finish. We we, said we're not going to tell Jason the finish of this match because he's never seen it, and we want his live reaction on air. But if it is on Peacock, it is the opening match to Halloween Havoc '91. That
0: is season three, episode one.
2: Yeah. And, and just, go ahead, Rob. Oh, I'm just going to say um, some of the notable players in this match were Sting, um, the Steiner brothers, a man named the Diamond Stud who you would come to know as Razor Ramon, uh, Cactus Jack, Big Van Vader, and a few other people that we'll just uh, we'll leave to Jason to see when, they, when the match <laughs>
1: All right, I, Rob. I
0: don't know what timestamp you have. I have four minutes twenty-five
2: seconds. Okay, I mean, let me let fast forward it. And it's I looked. They had a they had a good sized crowd for this match. There's over eight thousand people in the arena, according to Wikipedia, and that's notable because summer and fall of nineteen ninety one was the absolute shits for WCW. Oh
1: God, yeah.
2: All right. So, all right. Okay, I'm at. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm at four minutes and twenty one seconds. Okay. All right. all right. We all set. Everybody.
1: I
0: think so. Let me drag that. Yeah, I'm ready when you are. Let me to give you the countdown.
2: Yeah. All right. Five. All right.
0: Again, for those of you keeping score at home, if you need to pause, pull it up on the Peacock. That is Halloween Havoc, season three, episode one, from 1991. Timestamp is four minutes 21 seconds into the show. We are starting in T minus three, two, one, and go. And we just lost Jason.
2: Oh, no, we didn't.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Look at that background. That haunted house.
2: Drawn in magic marker <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: what i thought was neat was that the intro to this thing they were actually playing around with some early cg interesting but that
4: where's that like l e gante my goodness look
1: at that cage actually that cage is pretty awesome looking like a precursor to what Hell in the Cell would be. Because there's room to fight outside. Yeah. Vader with the mask. Oh
4: my goodness. Yes. That was good.
3: Yeah, this is, this, just after this is, no, this is when I probably first, first, first started to watch wrestling. I don't remember the show, obviously, but like this is the WCW I remember. Yeah. Obviously before this
0: is the before WCW Wars. really started to hit the skids creatively.
2: Like this, yeah. This was this was, yeah.
1: Recognize this cat? Oh, jeez. oh
2: my god!
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, to- and he's got the toothpick gimmick. That's beautiful. The
4: diamond stud. <laughs> the diamond. <laughs> that's incredible. Cactus Jack there
5: with he the is. chainsaw. Of
4: course.
1: Good lord, this animal! I'm <laughs> wow. Odd seeing Foley walking up straight and not all start up.
4: Sorry.
1: That's all right. That's before he really beat his body up.
4: The Steiner brothers. By our powers combined, we yeah. are wrong Breaker.
0: Jeez. Look at the meat.
4: Yeah. Just just
0: beef, man. <laughs> These guys are just they're just rock people.
1: <laughs> oh man, Scotty Stein. I mean Rick Steiner was pretty, pretty thick, but Scotty was just Oof. Scotty was a different level, man. By comparison, this guy was not in great
2: shape. No, th- look, we yeah. were all like chicken breast and egg whites. Just oh
4: Ab- no.
2: Abdullah was all cheeseburgers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Abdullah was was cheeseburgers and all you can eat buffet, Bubba. I respect it. Yeah. My goodness. Is that Dustin?
4: He just dropped the belt.
0: I love that version of the U.S. championship.
2: Oh, me too.
0: That belt was nice looking. Oh, He's disrespecting the hell out of that belt, man.
5: 2023
0: wrestling fans would have it. And he dropped it again. No, he's whooping the hell out of
1: Cactus Jack.
2: Oh, and also good. He didn't even look at the (laughs) ring.
1: Not even in the ring yet. It's already a melee.
2: And... Oh, and uh, um, by the way, uh, Sting announced last night um, at AEW Revolution next year, that will be his final match.
4: Yeah,
0: good for him. I think uh, we need to have a discussion about Sting and specifically his AEW run because I don't put AEW over often, but I will absolutely put them over where Sting is concerned. They've done right by him.
3: Yeah, Yeah. talking about using him perfectly.
0: All right, here we go. All of a sudden, everybody's in the ring. And this match is not the main event.
2: This was the opening match. Right, this is the, <laughs> this opening,
1: is the match. opening match.
2: And so it. this is just there's no there's this is not this is just do whatever eight men fighting. Holy Moses!
1: This <laughs> wearing Vader out with that kendo stick.
2: And there oh, are yes. there are caskets in the ring, uh, inside the cage.
4: Oh no, we've got a we've got a guy in a hood. Here we go.
1: There's already shenanigans going on. Jeez. Oh god. This camera so, work is terrible. So,
2: god bless the ref cam. Uh, so well, who is that guy in the mask? I have no idea,
1: but he's getting worked over by Scotty Steiner. Hmm.
4: Is he Some deranged fan.
1: This is insanity. This is so hard to keep up it's
4: with. Just a Rick Dalton body.
1: <laughs> minus yeah. elegante and maybe. Nah, just minus elegante. There's the, this has the the potential to be a really violent match.
4: really nice to see the young Breaker brothers. Right. <laughs> All this does is make me feel old, guys.
1: It should, because we're old.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Refer-eye camera.
4: That's good. That's that's the good shit, pal.
1: I always like Sting and Vader going at it, man. Those oh. guys always tore the house down. Hey.
3: They beat the absolute dog shit out of each other, man. Oh,
1: they did. Every time.
3: Vader went into every every match being like, all right, I'm going to try to kill you. But Sting was one
1: of the few guys who was like, all right, bet. That ref cam is terrible. Oh, the
4: referee. Oh. Yeah.
1: Incredible. Hey, uh, all right? <laughs> oh, the drama. The chair of torture.
2: What's this? God.
1: It's an electric chair.
5: Yes. It's an electric chair.
3: We're about to get some uh, AEW bomb quality stuff, aren't we? You'll see. You You sons of bitches. This is what I'm spending
4: my (laughs) night doing? This is terrible. going to be. Who's it going to be? Oh, my God. Oh, Rick's going in the chair. He's where I'm at. Hey, but I
1: will say production value pretty high. It's a you know the production value it, is pretty good. The the match is I not good, but
0: no, but like Ted Turner wasn't mess, wasn't messing around, man. No, Ted was very serious about his wrestling promotion. Whether it was good that or not wasn't wasn't be. the point. Uh, what's this about? Uh, we've got zombie Literally. EMTs coming down with the uh, with the stretcher. Oh, because we're gonna take away the uh,
3: yeah the person who gets fucking oh. electrocuted. <laughs> Oh my god, this is incredible. Just Why tell is me it's not true. the butcher
1: trying to climb this cage? What is does that big ass doing? I swear to god, if you
3: guys prank me into watching the stinger get electrocuted, I'm <laughs> flying to both your houses.
4: Here, Jason, watch your childhood hero blow up. And
2: God bless Rick. What a monster. Oh, yeah. And. So they got like chains hanging from the walls.
1: Yeah,
2: and I'm gonna, gonna say this. Right? I don't
0: think they use them. We've got we've got a bleeder. We've got okay, a bleeder. Say this right.
3: nicely. Doctor Jack, Jack is bleeding seen. everywhere, man. Oh
4: my god, wow. that's hey. dark too. Yeah, it it did you hit an artery, bro? You got it good. Yeah, he did. Found a juicer. Hitting Vader in the back, notoriously a good idea. Yeah, right.
2: Well, Sting and Cadgys are climbing the wall. Yep. This was the old Thunderdome oh.
4: cage, wasn't it, Rob? Yeah. That's
0: what I thought. They repurposed the Thunderdome.
2: Oh, he's not going to take a bump off the and wall. And yes,
0: Jason, WCW invented the Thunderdome. <laughs> I don't know I was going to say. Years and years later,
3: they'd stick some LEDs around it. Oh no! They've handcuffed.
1: Uh, I don't know. Is the that Sam, guy. Is that Sami Zayn? I don't know. I think so. It's El generico. <laughs> yeah. Nineteen ninety one.
4: I I don't get so who is the lying. masked guy.
0: I don't even think they ever answer that. I think he's just some random Jeez. dude that was in one of the coffins. Yeah. Probably a power plant trainee or something. Wow.
2: And like, oh, Ab- no. like Ab- Abdullah is blown up, man. That guy. Oh, he is. he's, oh, he's out there
0: sucking
3: wind.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, and he's getting choked. Poor guy. I think Abdullah's is bleeding too now. I can't
2: oh, tell. When when does he not
1: bleed? <laughs> yeah, he's like he was Moxley before Moxley was oh. Moxley.
2: Yep.
1: Okay. Gip guys outside the ring. Oh, this referee camera is terrible. A go GoPro nineteen ninety one.
3: It's the Referee Eye Camera. Uh, refer- it says I, it right I'm there sorry, in the Eye refer- Camera. Thank you. Don't don't let their wordplay go go to nothing. You know.
4: Oh no! Oh no! Get a stinger! Get out!
1: <laughs> oh, thank God. Jason's very serious. He's terrified that Sting's going to get electrocuted here. And, and
3: literally anybody in this ring but Stinger. Come on, man. He's my, he's my childhood hero. He's my favorite. And look at the lever. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> the lever is somehow older than every other part of the contraption.
0: Uh, also, if you noticed the lever R is already on. Yes. <laughs> because yep. when they throw this, if they throw the switch, they gotta throw it to the off position. The <laughs> God. Well,
3: because you break the circuit and then that's how the electricity Oh, out. okay, okay. Pro wow. wrestling logic, I forgot. Exactly. It's that's how electricity <laughs> works in Cape Babe.
1: <laughs> we got alternating current, direct
3: current, reverse current. Listen, listen, we've got paint demons and you know tractors and shit like that. So I I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold them on an off on and off switch.
1: Oh, my God. I feel like this has already gone 10 minutes longer than any one of these guys ever wanted it to. You know what? In a few
3: years later, it would be the referee camera brought to you by Snickers.
1: (laughs) I I think Sting's busted. Everybody's busted open. Sting's bleeding. Oh, yeah. He's got the
0: red in that bleach blonde. I, I don't know. I think in the next two to four years, they should just put the referee
1: camera on Ricochet. And
2: have him wrestle with it. So that's not even they didn't even have GoPro back then. So that's just with some like camcorder, <laughs> <Jesus laughs> yeah. <pretty> yeah. Much. <laughs> that's some that's
3: some like camera department jury rig stuff. That's actually pretty awesome. I respect the ingenuity, if nothing else. Yeah, right. And there you are, shit talking the
4: referee camera.
1: And what a unit Scott Hall was.
4: Oh man. your
1: rickles
4: jesus
3: oh i'm gonna say this nicely about in kayfabe the character rick steiner that man is walking around the ring and there is nothing going on between those ears.
0: Nope, no, no. Oh, yeah I, he's busted open too oh they all are dude
4: this is ridiculous. yeah i
0: think the only one who didn't cut cut himself Mick- open was uh elegante cactus is like dr- dropping a leader and of all
3: people, Cactus Vader. Cactus I don't is think Vader's the cage. Why are you climbing the cage? Oh, he's going to the lever. <clears>
4: okay. <throat> um, what's going on? Oh. Woof. Cactus is gonna throw the switch. Oh, oh. Get him sting!
2: Man, he is bleeding, bleeding. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah dude,
1: he's like leaking like a Mick like is like sieve, man. Eligante's blown up. This dude's like, why am I even out here?
3: <laughs> My goodness.
0: They're <laughs> just stalking around looking for someone to eat. <laughs> Poor Jason's probably sitting there thinking, God, I wish these guys would give me a real match to watch once in a
1: while. <laughs> Maybe a couple fisherman suplexes. I don't know. But we got Abdul the Butcher out here trying to do a version <laughs> of mandible Claw yeah with a kendo stick,
3: Rick breaker getting the shit kicked out of him pop pop a breaker,
4: oh no, here it comes Rick, save him Scotty, save him, Scotty, ah, oh, thank God. Jesus! Wow!
0: This is absolutely insane. Andy Gante is is huge. Yeah. Oh, he's a he was a big dude. He, he yeah, you know, rest in
1: peace. He was never really any good, but he was a big Ooh.
4: dude.
1: He was impressive as to Rick. look at. Not Rick. No. <laughs> oh jeez.
4: Oh 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 no. <laughs>
1: yes. Help him out, Abdullah. Help him out. Good job. All right. Good so job, Breaker. I mean, excuse YP. me,
3: Steiner. Yeah. This is awesome. And now we send Abdullah to hell. Uh, what a great family <laughs> entertainment program this is. Hey, <laughs> No, this is better than the AEW bomb. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> this is way better.
4: Oh wow, and he's selling the hell out of
3: it. Best sell job of Abdullah the Butcher's career was not to any living person. It was to a electric chair. The best sell job of his career. That was incredible.
4: The mat and then the mat was on fire. Now smoking. Yep, everything. <laughs> that was incredible.
3: I want this match type back immediately.
2: You want
3: what? I want this match type back immediately. You you, wanna, you <laughs> want you want them to bring it back? Yeah, they I, I need to bring this back immediately. I, I want to you well, know. My, my I want to see to redeem themselves. themselves. No, I want to see Corbin get zapped or something. You know, let's
1: let's have some fun. <laughs> the damn helmet's not even on his head. Well, you, you, it already went off. You see? Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: it's all done now.
1: Oh, I mean,
3: God! Wow, guys, that yep. was incredible. Thank well, you so and, much for that. Abdulla, that
2: was genuinely a hoot. And Abdullah is playing dead. He looks like he's
3: the whole time in the chair. Mick looks like, or excuse me, Cactus looks like he's seen a ghost. Come on, I man, I think the best part is coming up. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the the dudes are gonna come bury this dude, right? I think he come miraculously comes back to life or something, doesn't he? I hope so, because otherwise these zombie guys, these zombie priests are gonna take him <clears> away. <throat> away. Uh oh, oh no, he's gone.
2: He's, he's gone. His head like, where come Abby? Where <laughs> Hey, wake
3: up! Wake him up, Mick! No, it's not gonna happen.
1: He's dead. Oh!
4: Oh my yeah, God! He he's did. He came wild. back to life. He's all
1: freaked out now.
4: And he's a zombie, Abdul, and the butcher. And he's got... Oh!
1: Oh no! <laughs> he's beating know? up the ghouls.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can't take me to hell, demons.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, oh my god! I'm so glad we
4: didn't turn it
3: off yet. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's ch- dude, he's he's choking one of these dudes out. <laughs> him, it oh a no! He literally looks like he just died. <laughs> that Again, I'm so- not. Oh wow! Holy young Shivani!
4: That was. <laughs>
1: That was wow. Beautiful,
3: gentlemen. I, I got nothing. That was beautiful. That, that was, was beautiful. awesome. That was incredible. I, I want WWE to bring that back. You know what? You want ratings? That's how you end the Tribal Chiefs' reign. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Electrocuting him in the Chamber of
3: Horrors match. <laughs> Electric at the Sphere. Oh. the Sphere in Las Vegas. <laughs> that's, oh. a, that's a hell of a conclusion, Jason. Yeah. There you go.
2: That's I
0: mean, the only thing that could take him down The electric chair Oh my god Alright well I think we can call a go home there I think we ended on a high note We're certainly not <laughs> topping that no, we, We're definitely not We're going to call a go home right there
2: yeah, we can You have we can been
0: listening back. to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast Thank you so much We made it this far I hope you had fun I know we did uh, This is the type of stuff we like to do here Cut up, have fun, have a good time not take this stuff so seriously like we have been lately. Uh, Gonna go back around the room here and thank my co-hosts. Starting with uh, Jason, sir. Welcome back from your little vacation. I hope you hope you enjoyed the watch along, buddy.
3: That was a blast, and hopefully, we can get back to you know being marks and taking this shit way too seriously next week.
0: Yep, that is the plan moving forward. I, I want to have more fun on this show, guys, because th- that little meltdown I had last week was not fun. From the Rob the Genius podcast, Rob, thank you for suggesting this. I had long forgotten it, and then when I was pulling it up, I'm like, wait a minute, I remember the finish. Jason is going to
2: pop for this. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. And, and once again, it's always fun to to crap on women's wrestling like I always do. Yes.
0: Remember, okay. as you watch this watch along with us, remember what the internet tells you? It used to be better. Okay. Anyway, I'm DJ. want to thank you for listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Remember, you can call it Pro Wrestling. You can call it Sports Entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here till next week.
5: Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium Slub Crew Tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to, and it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.